0: Welcome to the OFX Podcast, I'm Dave Claxton, along with me is the in-morning maniac, Miss McChesney, Bethany McChesney, which is slightly repetitive, but you get the point.
1: Um, <laughs> in episode morning.
0: About- Yeah, in-morning for Rugged Maniac.
1: Right.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. Because you did Rugged Maniac.
2: I did every year because it was my first rugmaniac was my introduction to OCR.
0: And you used to bring clients there because that was probably the closest OCR for you, wasn't it?
2: It was, yeah. So that one was only about an hour and a bit uh drive, which is as close as it ever gets. And so yeah, one year we had like forty five people from my gym there. It was awesome. So yeah, I did it every year that it was here, starting in twenty seventeen. Never lost.
0: Never lost?
2: Nope.
0: Undefeated.
2: Undefeated.
0: So it's a good thing they're gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. At some point, someone would beat me and then I wouldn't have that.
0: I would like to make a huge deal out of it. But the problem is, they've been gone here for a while now. Yeah. And it's... and I'm kind of not surprised. After the way it kind of fell apart here, It it just made me think that things were, were were bound to go downhill elsewhere because they got good turnouts here. They had good, loyal fan base and customers. And, and they, it seemed like they got, a, you know, a, like I said, a good turnout, but it wasn't enough. So I'm not terribly surprised, but I am disappointed for the OCR community because mm-hmm. now, I mean, when you thought of say races to bring people out to their first time, like warrior dash was definitively one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know now rugged maniac um and up here mud hero and I don't think mud hero is doing very well either if they're still going or not.
2: I don't know. I haven't heard of any yet in a while.
0: Yeah, and um and yeah, the beginner OCRs are fading.
2: Yeah, and you really do need that entry level, like not intimidating, OCR to get. People, I could convince anyone at my gym to do Rugged Maniac. And then, you know, maybe a quarter of those people could maybe do a Spartan. But it's just, you people got to get their feet wet. And that Rugged Maniac was just so good for that. Because it was about, I think their slogan was, come for the run, stay for the fun or something. But like, you, you got to, I mean, I, I think Spartan, you get a free beer too. But like, the actual party was significant after Rugged Maniac. And they had a, the one where we always went to, they hosted it near uh, beach volleyball courts. And, like, um, yeah, it was just, it was a really good environment for people that were intimidated by the tough matters of the Spartans.
0: Yeah. And I remember, I remember, I think I did the one out, the one in Kitchener. I think I did it twice. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I don't know if it was two years in a row, but I think our friend Michelle McCarthy. I know at least once she won the, the and I mean, you're talking about the festival area. She won that beer stein holding contest.
2: Yeah, they have these fun little contests all the time.
0: Mm. Pull yeah. up
2: contests and holding beer. And...
0: and the MCs could never say Guelph.
2: <laughs> really? Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> They're the one time and there must have been like tons of people from Guelph, obviously in Kitchener. So it's a very short drive. And um, he was from the States and it was like Guelph. <laughs> and it like He so said like three or four different ways and none of them were even close to Guelph. I understand because Guelph is a very strangely spelt word. So if you don't, if you're not well, grow up with it, but it was, it was kind of funny. It was kind of mm-hmm. good to see how many times you can do it. But yeah, yeah, it it was, it was a great um, festival area atmosphere. They they did a good job with that. Um, yeah. And then they had, I would say one thing and, and just when Rye came up and and ran it with us too, Rugged Maniac seems like everywhere else was like this easy qualification for OCRWC, like just run competitive and rugged, and you'll qualify.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was one of the fastest bloody races anywhere when it came to was <laughs> Like, because you had to come top ten,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was super. Like, I didn't have a hope in hell.
2: <laughs> it was fast. Well, it I fast. like I, and it wasn't that much of a mountain, so no. you legitimately had to run fast. Yeah.
0: And the obstacles were not super challenging, so that didn't no. save you any. And no, you don't.
2: Well, and you, you don't really fail them. Like you fall off, you just keep going.
0: Yeah, that bothered me. I didn't like that at all.
2: But most of them, you couldn't really, you wouldn't actually ever
1: fail. Like I
0: had that. I think it was Barzan, and and that one, a lot of people were falling off. But mm-hmm. just it just yeah. So anyway, Rocket's gone. I'm sad because it's another OCR gone. However, like. Somebody start a company. There's lots of spots open now. (laughs) And I think Spartan has changed its marketing so much that they kind of fill that spot of beginner OCR because in the beginning it was, you know, you're going to die. Try a Spartan if you're tough enough. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, hey, fun for everyone. Bring your kids.
2: Well, and even eliminating burpees also changes it because. You know now people aren't thinking, oh, I'm. I mean, I could potentially do 180 burpees, and um, yeah. So that does that takes a bit of the scare factor away from it too.
0: You remember the and to... even
2: just now that it's 5k. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it used to be ish.
0: Five miles ish. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember how far far my first sprint was, but it was much more than 5k.
2: Oh yeah. So yeah.
0: Um the the they used to say you know, trail runners could come and and dominate Spartan. I think it's more true now than ever,
2: yeah, yeah, I mean that I find the carries aren't as heavy, they mm-hmm. aren't as long, um, and now eliminating your burpees, you just fly through the run loops and. For sure,
0: yeah, yeah, it's it's I and mean, and we always know the penalties are never what we would like them to be or what I would like them to be,
2: yeah, and even our rig never changes anymore when platinum rig had uh a setup, their rig was always unique and more challenging, but now it's just rings, horizontal bar ring,
0: yeah, and they even take the ropes away, yeah, so that uh, I agree it's. But anyway, so what I'm saying is it fills fills the void. It's trying to kind of be all of it, right? So so that fills the void for that. Anyway, so long, Rugged Maniac. And I'm sure Spartan will buy your obstacles. Unless you want to just give them away. Then I'll take them. (laughs) I could use them. I could use that Barzan rig. I liked that one. That was a good obstacle.
2: You know what? One I thought was so really funny, and I mean, it's not something you fail. But when they they had those lily pads on the water, and you oh. had to run across them, those, those are, were, yeah. And tramp- they did have some big blow up things too that were kind of goofy. Yeah, those can go away. Big
0: trampoline one, and, and they, yeah, they had a decent warp wall too. It wasn't like a warp wall. We had to. It was a
2: significant warp wall. It was,
0: significant. it was like like scary. Yeah, yeah, it was a big one. And the other one they had actually I like, but I thought they did it wrong. So it was like a, um, you'd grab it and it was like it's almost like a zip line, but on a rail instead. Yeah. And then you'd hit the bell at the end, but I and and then you'd land in water. And I'm like, well, it should be if we get to the bell, we don't land in the water, and we keep going. Instead, it's just everybody lands in the water. So I'm like, what's the sense of even finishing the obstacle? Like just.
2: Well, I mean, ape hangers like that.
0: Yeah, that's dumb too. <laughs> but at least there's a penalty if you your panger.
2: yeah actually there is there was the did you say trampolines
0: yeah 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 there was a trampoline
2: yeah. there was trampolines too that was funny yeah it
0: mm-hmm. was it was it was hard to take serious but at the same time like i said it was a fast race in kitchener it was always really fast
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: i remember if i won if i wanted my quick ocrwc qual i went to i went to mud hero I just mm-hmm. just ran ran the uh the Sunday race because was like nobody competitive there. Yeah.
1: Easy,
0: easy, easy, call. Um all right. So a couple of things. We do not want to take too long tonight, but a couple of things we want to talk to. First off, can anybody touch Jarrett Newby with weight on their back?
1: No.
2: <laughs> this actually blows my mind. Yeah. Just set. The world record for a half marathon with 100 pounds on his back um so you're basically piggybacking me on your back you ran a 147 mm-hmm. i believe that's on. yeah that's just over five minute kilometers with it's, 100 pounds on your back
0: i would be happy to run a 147 half marathon yeah. i would i would consider that hey, that's okay that's i would you know i wouldn't i wouldn't shout it to the world but i'd be like yeah i'm okay with that i'm okay with that i can sure. i can i can be, be decent with that yeah, but with a hundred pounds on your back, that's insane.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so he ha- also has the world record for the half marathon with fifty pounds, and it's like a one thirty two, one thirty three, which again, that's a that's a very good half marathon.
0: Yeah, and it didn't slow him down that much to put another fifty pounds on his back.
2: No, I just I don't even know how you breathe.
0: I, I don't. know. He's just he's built for it. He is yeah. a strong dude. Yeah. And a great runner. Um, you know what though? I was just because I was thinking about there. You talk about the records I saw. Um, recently, this guy is putting in to do the world record for high rocks, broad jump, burpees. We have one. I don't know. I'm like, uh, so it start. It got me thinking. I'm like, okay, so and he applied. He's applied to Guinness, and I don't know. whatever. He's uh, I can't remember his name, but anyway. Because quite frankly, I don't take it very seriously. I'm like, this is like one section of a race.
2: So it's you have like, to do it within the race,
0: I guess. Otherwise, the- otherwise, it's just a, an 80 meter burpee broad jump, and that. So anyway, my, do you my just
2: bag the whole race and then smash your burpees.
0: Yes, that that's exactly what this guy does. That's exactly what he does.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: And I'm just like, so. It made me think back to when Hunter tried to get Guinness to buy into setting a Murph record. And I'm like, and then he got rejected for some reason. And I looked at it and I thought, well, he must have fucked up the paperwork or something because there's no way Guinness would buy into this guy doing a record for a portion of a race compared to a record of a workout that hundreds of thousands of people do. Maybe hundreds, hundreds of thousands. You think, maybe.
2: Well, hundreds of thousands of people participate in the CrossFit Open, so maybe I would
0: wager that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of people do this workout, and it's often a bragging point and stuff like that. So I think he must have screwed up the paperwork. Otherwise, like, I mean, come on, they recognize stuff like they have running a a miles, bouncing balloons, and
1: yeah,
2: there's like I was once I spent some time trying to think of something that I could maybe set a world record for. So I was looking at the ridiculousness of some of them and it was like a hundred meter hurdles with, with flippers on like there's some completely ridiculous ones.
0: fastest marathon in a clown suit.
2: Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, so, but like, you know why Guinness world records started, right?
0: Wasn't it like, so to settle bar bets and stuff, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. So it was, um, like, Guinness the beer company started it so to try to sell more beer so that people would sit down and talk about these ridiculous world records at the pub and while they drink a Guinness so the point of them being kind of ridiculous is part of it
0: I guess so yeah yeah well I still think a Murph record would be ridiculous I would like to,
2: to yeah and some of them are amazing and legitimate like they're not all goofy but there is a lot of goofy ones
0: I I am a big fan of Murph, big fan of the Murph workout and uh, definitely hold Alec Blennis as the legit record holder for it Mm -hmm. It, beyond a shadow of a doubt in my mind. I would love to put together an actual list of legit verified Murph times, like a top 10 Murph time, even for age groups and stuff like that, because I think that's something the world needs. I don't know how the hell I would do it or how to do it. But I think that's something somebody should do. And sadly, I only got like two times that I could legitimately verify.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But maybe it could motivate people.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Maybe I could do that. I'm going to set the Murph record for for dudes over 50.
2: Yeah, if you can find it. What
0: do you mean find it? Probably nobody else has even claimed it. (laughs) (laughs) Not with a video and a judge and the whole deal. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So newbie, absolute machine. Um, will win every rucking event he enters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is why we don't allow gambling on that stuff. Um. <laughs> yeah. All right. A couple other things because before we're going to talk about uh, uh, Tough London in Saudi, but before we get there, a couple other things. High has put anti-doping into their rule book. I has stumbled it... upon it the other day. It is in there. So now
2: did they announce they did or did they just quietly slide
0: it in? I think they quietly slid it in. I never saw any announcement on it. So mm-hmm. this is me announcing it for them. Um, so they actually could test somebody now if they wanted. Okay. But it's been a long time since they promised that test and it's still not here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we'll see if they, if they get it in by worlds. I'll I'll, I'll I'll say, okay, good for you guys. You did it. You said you wouldn't need mm-hmm. it. But I don't
2: think they will. <laughs> I mean, top three.
0: Yeah, even just warning anybody.
2: But then, I mean, what happens if someone's... Like, we just... They, you know, High Rocks has its celebrities. So, what happens if one of them is caught? Just kind of taints it. They're, but, I mean, as they should be testing. But I can see their apprehensions.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. It makes sense to have apprehension. Especially after it's been, like, six, seven years of High Rocks. Yeah. And no, no... Testing or even rules for it so far.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: now, at least, I will give them full credit. It's in the rule book. So if you are on PEDs, it is done by the uh, WADA standards. You are yeah. officially cheating. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So if you get caught, don't cry. So, so and I'm happy. I'm happy they did. One more other th- last thing here before we get to Tough Hunter. Mal O'Brien out of CrossFit yeah so I, th- I figured you'd have thoughts on that
2: oh well yeah i do have my thoughts i mean i i don't know too much about her situation besides just following her on instagram um but yeah last year she sat out the season um she had said due to some mental health issues um just wanted to kind of get healthy and sort some things out which she's how old is she now 20. So she was 19.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So. She's young and just, she was a contender to potentially win last year. So that was a big deal. But I mean, you can also understand the pressure on such a young, young athlete, uh, in a sport that's still so visible and so out there. And, um, she was coached by Matt Fraser at the time. And, um, yeah. And then now just recently, and then we never saw her come back into competition. And then she just recently posted that she was going to step away. She's moving to Hawaii to get a bit of a fresh start and that she's going to kind of focus on some other things. She'll still be training and um doing her thing with CrossFit. She, doesn't, she said she'd never leave the sport, but just the competition side of things. She wasn't gonna happen for right now maybe down the road she said but we just don't know so yeah I I really applaud her though for taking the her mental health so seriously um it's that much pressure on someone so young in such a big sport would just be astronomical and I I was kind of worried about her being coached by someone like Matt just I mean, anyone who's ever followed CrossFit knows Matt Fraser's training is out of this world. And to be so dominant, it would have to be. And he has stated as well, like he put his entire life on hold for eight years. Essentially, no social activities, nothing. Uh, So then I don't know how Matt is as a coach, but if he required similar of his athletes, that's an awful lot. So it might've just not been the right coaching philosophies for, you know, a young female and even the difference with males and females and coaching and it's not the same. And um, especially at a, an age where like women have their own issues around that time too that and it, I don't know if Matt understands that or not. I wouldn't have a clue, but there's just a lot more that you need to consider.
0: When you think of something like uh, Emma Carey struggled with uh, some mental stuff, um is it Haley Adams
2: Haley Adams yeah
0: uh, I worry about Emma Lawson I mean she was so so young getting started um mm-hmm. seemingly does well but I swear I look at her face and I just see stress you know yeah. and it, it could be could be just it could be just the way she looks <laughs> you yeah. know I don't mm-hmm. know but it just I see it and I'm just like I think that they should put And they may have, I think they do have an age limit in there, but I think it should be higher. I think it should be like 20 years old before anyone can actually go to the games. Yeah. Because I think they need to be of that maturity level to handle that kind of pressure and that kind of stress. That's a lot of stress.
2: Yeah. Well, and even just uh, like the, the volume of the work Mm -hmm. to get to that level, to be at the games is just insane. So for someone that's so young to be putting in that much training volume, obviously some of them can handle it, but is it, is it best for them? Like a 16 year old girl to be training at that, that amount? Like, I don't think so. So yeah, to put it a little bit older, um, even like some of these girls have put uh school on hold and post-secondary because just the training is so high. So I don't know. CrossFit is just, it's crazy, I think, what some of these pros do and the amount that they train. And it's a bit of a, and we saw this with Brooke Wells too, and just her injuries and some of the athletes that train uh, with her. And just, they've said, it's kind of a, you either, it's a, you, you ride this line all the time of you're either like in incredible shape or you're breaking and you're kind of always toying with, like that breaking point of maybe a bit too much, but we're going to kind of test it. And um, yeah, she's been a little bit chronically injured lately, kind of maybe pushed past it too much. So
0: pushing back to like high rocks, it sounds like Michaela is, you know, she's that same and coming from the CrossFit world, right? She does that unreal amount of volume and is constantly, I shouldn't say constantly struggles with health. Yeah. To say the least. And I'm like, you know when you're putting in that much volume that often, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I would like to see them put in that higher age element. We'll see, see if they yeah. will do. But
1: I think I, think I
2: hope the... that she stays. Going back to Mal O'Brien, I hope that she stays um, open about her struggles too, because I think and maybe even can open up a little bit more now. Um, I, I don't know if she'll be able to keep her sponsorships if she's not competing. I was thinking about this, too. Um, some of that is also a world that's if you've never lived in that world where you have sponsors and contracts, there's you become like a, a commodity to them, too. They you have expectations and you have to perform and you have to perform at these levels and you get bonuses if you. So there's a whole other level of pressure that's not just coming from your your coach and yourself and the people like it's coming from your you this is how you now make money and you have sponsors that pressure you also because they make money if you perform so she has some really big sponsors rogue and noble and um they i mean i'm sure in her contracts if she's not competing she probably is going to lose some of that anyways
0: yeah well you think about like when you when you say that a lot of people who listen are Spartan ambassadors or High Rocks are ambassadors or athletic brew ambassadors. By athletic brew. And you think about the stuff that we do, and, and it's not it's not a lot, but mm-hmm. there's a little bit of stress there. You got to do this. You got to. You got to. You got to you know, warrant. Justify your your value. Now, imagine if they're giving you thousands of dollars. And I don't know what Mal O'Brien's contract for month, but I'm assuming they're generous think of the pressure that's on you then not only to put up social media and stuff, but like you say, to perform at the events, mm-hmm. you know, like to, to actually, you know, your position dictates your value and a yeah. young person that's hard.
2: Yeah. Well, and if you've ever read, uh, like Kara Goucher's book or some of other, some professional athletes, I know when she had a Nike contract, if she didn't perform at a certain level, um, her, her yearly income was just cut in half. End of story. No question. asked. Mm-hmm. So imagine the pressure on that, and you're you're supporting your family, and it's a significant amount of money. And you don't come top three in the country, you lose half your income. Half life. Yeah.
1: Not all good things. We
2: sometimes, yeah, we idolize these professionals sometimes, and but some of that pressure, I don't know, it changes the game for sure. Something that you used to do because you love the sport—it's not the same, I don't think, unless you can really keep a good mindset about it, which oh, I mean, comes sometimes just with maturity. Also,
0: anybody who's had a passion and started a business at it has realized, like, oh my god, I used to love doing this, and now it's 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 work. It's it's hard. It's pressure. Yeah. it's nasty. I mean, you're you're a gym. <laughs> you you feel that. Yeah. It, it is, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: it uh, anyway. I like her new hair. Her
2: new hair yeah
0: it's not dark it's not black anymore oh i think it looks it looks more natural i think the black was a dye job completely irrelevant and unimportant but you know. <laughs> but it looks i think it looks nice
2: fashion tips with Dave.
0: fashion keep tips, tips yes Dave. yeah okay we're trying to discover, i mean i'm not shaved in forever
1: mm-hmm. we're
0: trying to decide if i should just keep going until i have a viking look or just shave it off i don't know we haven't decided yet mm-hmm. keep going yeah keep going just keep, yeah. going. keep going to work <laughs> makes me um all right so the plan for today or one of the plans for today was we were going to because we're discussing Tough mutter. Alula is that how they say it I don't know Saudi Arabia yeah and it's drawn like it's coming this weekend it's drawn a massive massive um contingency of some of the best OCR athletes going and we thought how could we discuss this what are we going to do and we figured what we do is Jack Bauer always has a pick your top five contest. So we thought we would just do our pick the top five here. And that way we could talk about the people we were picking and go Mm -hmm. through like that. But I wanted to read to you first the, what has got all these people, why they're going and it's plain and simply, and I can't blame them the least is money. And there's a lot of it. So here's the payouts. First place, $80,000, men each for the men and women. Uh, second place, $32,000. Third place, $16,000. Fourth place, $7,500. Fifth place, $5,000. Sixth place, $4,000. Seventh, $3,000. Eighth, $2,500. Ninth, $2,000. Tenth, $1,500. So, tenth place, $1,500. Mm-hmm. The fastest lap, $5,000. Then you have age yeah. groups. First five hundred, second 2500 third 1500 And then you also have teams. Uh teams of two, first place 20 grand, second eight, third four, and teams of four, first place 40 grand, second 16, and third eight thousand. It's a lot of, a lot of money for OCR. It's the biggest OCR purse ever. And again, it's for an eight-hour. Infinity race. So much like World Stuffs some Mudder, as many laps as you can do in eight hours. I did read through the rules a little bit. There are five fail or no fail obstacles that you have to do a penalty if you fail. And it seems like the penalty will be done at the end of the lap. I don't know what the penalty is, but at the completion of each lap, you must do the penalties for any of the obstacles you fail. All the rest are mandatory completion. I'm assuming they're going to be like dunk walls and mud mounds and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, and Then, you know, you'll have a couple that you know, like a funky monkey or something like that that you can fall off of.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it does seem to me like it'll probably be a fast course.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're not talking technical trail running here.
0: No, no, no. It's uh, I think it's going to be a lot of hard pack sand. Yeah. So it's very sandy, very gravelly. They are saying they're importing mud. I don't know how you do that. I don't know where you okay. it
2: from. It's probably mud ish.
0: I'm. Is this one of our? <laughs> yeah, 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 we, yeah. We could, we could import them snow.
2: Well, I mean, there is an indoor ski hill in Dubai. They, yeah, do they, make, did, mm-hmm.
0: they did CrossFit there the one day, one time. time? They did CrossFit there for the Dubai CrossFit thing. They had to run up. Oh, the, did the ski they? I think they, it was funny because I think they ran up it and then like did the skier get the bottom, which. <laughs>
2: was... uh, that's so I used to live two minutes from that.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah. That's cool. It, it, I would like to try that. would be interesting. But mm-hmm. yeah, so. Big money, lots of names, lots of names. All right. So are you ready to, to do this? Yeah. All right. All right. So we'll start with the women. And do you want to start with fifth, or do you want to start with first?
2: Um, I mean, maybe first.
1: This is hard.
0: It's very hard. All right. First off, you want to do? You, you want to go first, or you want me?
1: Oh boy.
2: Um, as I started to look up some more of these people, and I'm like, oh, I feel like I might. I'm not. I'm totally not sure about mine, but I'm just, yeah. I I went with Chris Roglowski mm. just because of her. It, she just seems to have the most experience with the ultra world. And she's been quite dominant uh, the last two years at WTM. Um, no stranger to obstacles. Some of these girls have been focusing a little bit more on the mountain running. Um, so I put her in first. But th- it was a tough call and... Yeah with some of these european women so
0: with the field here it's going to be a tough call for everything and chris is not a bad call at all absolutely like you said two years in a row 100 miles of world's toughest Mm mutter, first woman to do it did it back to back um has the ability to jump in any race anywhere anything no obstacles are going to phase her Mm -hmm. only reason i didn't go with her is i'm not sure all right i shouldn't say not sure so i'm picking Lindsay because i think back to the toughest races when they were eight hours at night and she was untouchable she won everyone she went in and she just dominated that field and I mean that was against Rhea Koble and and Allison Ty hi Allison um Allison Ty uh people like that that just they were good they were good racers right so it wasn't like she was beating nobody she was and she was doing great my reason I went with her over Chris is I'm not sure Chris has the foot speed mm-hmm. to keep up with Lindsay over eight hours. If it was 12 or more, yeah. I, I would go with Chris for sure over Lindsay, but for that yeah. one, so I'm, I'm taking Lindsay Webster. So there's two of your big names, Lindsay Webster sure. and Christopher Glosky right there. That's yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, no surprise for either one of them and, and both should be a decent bit. um Yeah. All right. You want me to pick number two first?
2: Okay.
0: All right. So number two is easy for me. It's Christopher Glosky.
2: <laughs> okay. So we just have ours switched. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christopher Glosky. Yeah. And,
0: and for reasons. Just explained, Just explained. So yeah. you are Lindsay number two. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Lindsay number
0: two. It's good to see you back out there. And I mean, the thing like, when you think about all the, the recently, like, like Lindsay's been good on us. She's not bad on obstacles. And I do know she's been training them too. So I think she would be fine. She's very familiar with Tough Mudder obstacles from the past. Mm-hmm i don't think it'll be an issue and she gets along with everybody so people will help her
2: is that allowed in this one
0: yes it's tough Mutter, it's all sorts of confusion
2: oh okay that's so weird still to me um
0: i've always said they're like a little bit pregnant (laughs) you know it's like we're competitive but you can have help and kind of cheat in a weird sort of way
1: yeah weird
0: it's It makes for an interesting, a great community and an interesting race. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah. Um, all mm-hmm. right. So you got Lindsay's like, do you want me to do third? Since now this one's a little bit, you know, we actually...
2: Okay. Yeah, role. go for third.
0: All right. Third is getting harder because there's a yeah. lot of great names in here. Like, I mean, we got Ida, we got Katie Knight, um, Nicole Maracle, or Ricky Evanson. Um, where is it? Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? I don't see her. Oh, there we go. Esther. Esther. Porta by Yova.
1: Sounds Kortavailova. good. Porta by Yova.
0: by Yova. Deanna Blig, a name from the past. I'm sorry, Deanna. I'm not picking you sir. but you know, I just thought it was great, great name. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: I am actually going to go with uh, Esther. Yeah. Just the way, I mean, okay. So recently, she beat Lindsay in the uh, in the same type of terrain
1: mm-hmm.
0: at Spartan World Championships for the for the beast. So I mean, she's got the she's got the legs too. We all know she can run, and she is good on obstacles, and she's good at adapting. Um, she's just been one of the best racers this yeah. year, and one of the few racers who, like I said, can. If we think throughout Lindsay's entire career, who? You can only name a handful of women that have actually beat her. Yeah. And Esther is one who right now is good. Now, I don't know if she can go eight hours.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, that was my big question with Esther. She hasn't done as much of the ultra stuff.
0: But I do think her stride helps. it. Like she has an ultra stride and she has a stride that suits that terrain. Mm-hmm. Going with Esther.
1: Yeah. So
2: I went with Alyssa Petrova she is no stranger to the ultra racing scene and has been running some fast 50k's in trails so I'm like if that leg like, speed is what it comes down to then uh, I am going to put her in third and then at one point I had her in first because she's been running really fast over that distance so
0: and she's living out there isn't she
2: yeah She's yeah. Well, I think in the UAE.
0: Yeah. In the UAE anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking like a similar area.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's, that's gotta be an advantage, right? we much less travel. Same
2: you know, time zone.
0: Same time zone. Yeah. You know, used to, you're acclimatized.
2: Yeah. You know, so this, and that's a, actually a good point too. Like we're talking uh, like an eight hour difference, which is very significant. But, oh. I mean, you're racing for eight hours anyway, so...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... And
2: yeah. travel and stuff is a factor.
0: That's a good pick. That's a good pick. She's She could... Like you say, she very well could win.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, cool. Who you got for
2: fourth? And now it's like, okay. Well, so I went with... uh, Janka Popova, who does race Spartan Ultras also. Yes. So... Like okay, the ultra world again. Um, no stranger to obstacles, so I put her in fourth.
0: Yeah, she's like you say. She's I think she's a safe bet. She's like a you know very might not have as high ceiling, but she's got that low floor. Yeah, she's only gonna do so poorly even if she has a bad race. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with and, and this this is a this is a bit of a risk. Bit of a risk. I'm going with Nicole Miracle. Nicole, not as much the the eight hour distance when you think of her, but she has been training a lot, training well, training hard. Um. Obviously, there's not an obstacle that's going to get in her way. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm going almost on gut feeling. I just think she's got a good race in her, and and I mm-hmm. think she'll pull it out. I mean, she's not I don't, I don't think she's going to win, but I do think she can come to that top five
1: mm-hmm.
0: and mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, I'm a fan of the way Nicole races. She races with a lot of abandon. She's an obstacle girl and, and I like that. So yeah, I mean, you can list the credentials, world championships. Um, one Again, one of those few women who have beat Lindsay head to head on mm-hmm. m- multiple occasions.
1: Yeah.
0: And possibly the fastest runner there.
2: Yeah, I mean I don't know some of these other girls' top speeds, but her her background definitely might indicate she could be the fastest.
0: So I'm gonna say she's the fastest. <laughs> Based on little information. But yeah, so I'm going to Nicole Miracle for number four.
2: All right. Well, so I rounded out my number five okay. with Esther, who again. Right.
0: Well, yeah, Esther again. Yeah. Not a surprise, like we said. Mm-hmm. It just... When you watch her, can you believe she's going as fast as she is?
2: No. Some people just look so smooth. And that's just the efficiency, right? She's put in the miles. So her stride is just so, so efficient.
0: It's bordering on those walk runner strides that we've been been, been talking about lately.
2: <laughs> Low knee drive.
0: Yeah, yeah. By the way, not to offend you walk runners, but that is the dumbest sport in the world.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who can
0: be the fastest at something that's not... Yeah, I don't know. It as just,
2: fast as it could be if you, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like one handed boxing.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's, but that's it fast. We discussed today. They have like what the mile record is 520 530
2: or, something. or something. Yeah.
0: I've never run a 530.
2: <laughs> it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm.
0: But all right. Fifth place. You want to go or you want to hit it?
2: I just told you my fifth. It was after.
0: Oh, oh, that rerun it? Okay. So I'm torn between two people. Mm -hmm. And they're countrymen or countrywomen from the same country. But I think so. The one was Ida, attempted by Ida. But I don't think Ida's got that ultra background. I do think Ida might walk away with $5,000 for fastest lap.
1: Mm.
0: As as a side bet, I'd be my take for that. I'm going to go with. Ricky Evanson olrey yeah. got has uh I think fifth place at WTM she's a great trail runner great on obstacles um again seems to do well with acclimatization and I'm just a fan yeah this is why I don't yeah. do well with these pick em things I'm always just a fan of people and I pick <laughs> I pick a <laughs> little too much that way yeah I do good at drafts. Um,
2: some honorable mentions too. Katie Knight is going to be there. Uh, previous, not that long ago, WTM champion. Yep. So, I mean, it's and she was someone too who I toyed with. Yep. Also, I just haven't seen her as much recently. So, yeah, there's mm-hmm. going to be a really good race up there.
0: Yeah, again, I agree with you. I said thought about Katie Knight for sure, um, and and I didn't have. Um um Anna or Alyssa Petrova in there and I thought about her, but I don't know. It's it's again, it's a it's a great field. Like it's good. Mm-hmm. There's, it's gonna come down to just who who can who picks the right pace, maintains that pace and makes fewest mistakes.
2: And who handles the conditions, because you don't always know how you're gonna handle especially people that are coming from here. Lindsay's coming from Canada. In mm-hmm. a very cold part of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you just the system, you don't really know how it's gonna handle it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bad travel could, could seriously affect the race and it'd be seriously financially costly. I mean eighty thousand to thirty two thousand for first to second.
1: Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm.
0: Imagine if that comes down to a very close finish, how how expensive that oh. two steps could be.
1: Yeah.
0: Or mm-hmm. or a failed obstacle or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We talk about pressure. That's going to be it.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, men. You go first or you? Oh, my God. What a name. What Like, just a list of who's who.
1: I know. Mm-hmm.
0: I think the so have...
2: some names that I was excited to see on this list, too.
0: Yeah. That I, that I was
2: not expecting. Like Sean Stevens Wales, Chris Swanson. Elmer King. I was not expecting some of these, so.
0: Anthony Kunkel.
2: Yeah. Isaac Sanderson.
0: I, I don't know. He was going that was good. John Albin making his return to OCR. Yeah. Ardina, Mark Batris, Richard Heinick. You know, Shadeg. He's, oh, it's just
2: If there's ever time to return to OCR, it's eighty thousand
1: dollars on the line.
0: Well, I mean, let's be honest. John John Albin's a professional. This is what he does. He races. <laughs> he is a what would you call it? Like he's like a prize racing horse. He goes out there <laughs> to win money. He's, he mm-hmm. might like the game, but he's there for the money. Yeah. I don't blame him. Um, all right. Who started? Me or you?
2: Who started last time? I forget. You did I did. So you start.
0: All right. Ryan Atkins. As far as I know, has never lost an OCR longer than eight hours.
2: That's what I thought, too.
0: And obviously has either one or second or whatever in just about everything. Uh, He's a guy who on a bad day is going to come third. So, Mm -hmm. I and just, he will not fail obstacles. He will not lose pace. He will not die. It just is a matter of if he has his right plan for the day, if he comes third, second, or first. And I think he will maintain that, never losing a race eight hours or longer just Mm -hmm. it's what he does
1: yeah yeah the only like we
2: just haven't seen ryan racing much lately so he's either super prepared and dialing in for this or maybe a bit rusty but i ryan is also so calculated with his training Mm -hmm. that he's done everything to be you know rest bust and everything else he needs to do so I had Ryan also in first similar reasons. And you know, I was throwing around with some other names too. And Ryan's also someone who will have been putting in the work with the obstacles too. And that's where it when it came down between him and John Albin. Mm-hmm. John Albin's been away from the OCR world for a couple of years now and uh, very focused on the trail racing. So I don't know what he's been doing when it comes to obstacles. So that's why I had Ryan ahead of John.
0: So then, I assume that means you have John second.
2: I have John second. Yeah, guess,
0: to be honest, so do I. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, he's arguably the best ever, right? Like he's one of those guys that, much like yeah. you, only a handful of people I've ever beaten, uh, Ryan mm-hmm. being one of them that's actually been able to beat him. But I don't worry about Alban with obstacles because he was always, always, what just efficient. He yeah. wasn't a superstar. He didn't do things that were absolutely crazy, but he was very, very efficient. He wouldn't really yeah. lose time on them, and he wouldn't lose energy on them. And he's running is just beyond compare. His running is fantastic. Yeah. And Albin, like I said in the beginning, he's a prize like a prize fighter or a prize racing horse. He is mm-hmm. not coming there not to make money. You know yeah. that that is why he's going, and I don't see him finishing outside the top two.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I think he would, well, I mean, I was going to say the more technical running, it would be better, but Ryan Atkins is the same way. So I don't think either, either course, it's going to suit them the same. They're so similar to an athlete. So
1: yeah, yeah, just,
2: that's going to be a race.
0: That'll be a very good race.
2: Now, I, know, I don't think they've matched up in a while now.
0: Well, the last time would have been, I think, Worlds 2021. And that was the one where Atkins wins. Atkins won. Oh. Albin came like fourth or fifth or something like that.
2: Oh, are you talking Spartan Worlds when it was cold?
0: No, no. This was Spartan Worlds in the desert. This was uh, in Abu Dhabi.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: The, the, I think the first year in Abu Dhabi. So, Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: No, the, I think the year that it was really cold and all, I think um, Atkins did beat Alban, but Atkins came second. Right. I think that year Killian won again, and, and it was like right. Atkins... And, yeah okay
1: yeah. so okay yeah, third
0: third see now it's now it's every everybody yeah um wow i mean like you're looking at former wtm winners here you got austin you've got Battress, and then you've got wild cards with such you know, dj fox another former winger winner um anthony Kunkel with insane speed yeah. Yeah. I mean, he can hold that pace for that long, too. Oh. So I'm going to go with speed and experience, and I'm going to go Mark Batras.
1: <laughs>
0: I think, like, again, he's got the record for the most miles at World's as Mudder. Not that you can, I mean, that's like, it's like a High Rocks record. Courses are completely different, so, but it's still an impressive accomplishment, and he won that race looking comfortable Mm -hmm. you know yeah just looking solid looking comfortable so um yeah i think he's healthy right now he's been training hard he's not over raced is he a little rusty maybe i don't know but um yeah i'm gonna go with mark batchers
2: i had him third too yeah (laughs) same reasons um but yeah, I mean, I had four names that I could have tossed them up right now. And I don't know. And there's more because I don't know all of these names to be to be fair. Um, but yeah, just mainly around his previous uh, WTM record.
0: Yeah, like he could hold. And and that's the thing I've seen him do like that. He he won that uh, ultra virus virtual race. The man can hold the pace for eight hours. He will yeah. not struggle with that. He won't, you know, he should be fine on obstacles. Uh, the train, I don't really think is, I don't think the train's going to be huge. So I mean, yeah, he's just, mm-hmm. I think he's, I think he's, he's a podium guy there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, that experience of winning WTM teaches you so much. Yeah. You know, about this race and about racing Tough mutter and what it's mm-hmm. like. So I think Bachelors the Man. All right. So I called the third place. So let's see if we can match up on fourth.
2: Uh, Anthony Kunkel.
0: Anthony Kunkel, the wild card
2: yeah but just his speed like at the last WTM we saw him just taking it out so fast and he maintained that for a long time so and just had a bit of a hiccup so if again now we're talking only eight hours so if he could pull that off
0: and he's been doing (laughs) pull-ups Don do some (laughs) pull-ups yeah um, isn't it (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, he, and again, he's the guy who's probably going to be $5,000 richer for the fastest lap. Mm. I don't see him not going out like a bat out of hell on the first lap. Yeah. And and yeah. there will be those who, who try to go with him. I don't advise it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's one of those picks, like I said, he, he's, a, he's a checkers or wreckers. Yeah. You know? And
2: that we just, we haven't seen him as much, like... We have with Ryan and John and Mark and so, but with what we did see, he can definitely hold a pace for eight hours.
0: Well, I'm going to continue to go with my. So we're not going to agree on this one. I'm going to continue to go with my strategy of world toughest mother champion so far, uh-huh. go DJ Fox.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: DJ Fox. Um, again, he he trains with uh Conkle out in that ultra shack wherever they live somewhere. I don't know. Then doing weird stuff, but but he's a gamer guy. He, he doesn't seem to be thrown by much. He's a guy that will have a strategy and stick to it. He won't get sucked into somebody else's strategy. He's a smart racer. And he's got the abilities. I mean, anybody who wins WTM, you know, he can do it. He beat Kunkel at WTM. You know, he um I think he's often overlooked and underrated. So, but I think DJ Fox will get the fourth spot. And then I guess I picked the fifth one. Uh Well, to no surprise, I'm going to go with Austin Azar. (laughs) Again, WTM champion.
1: Uh
0: Strong as Knox. I don't know that Austin has the foot speed to keep up with these guys on an eight hour course. Uh But I do know that if someone makes a mistake, he will be absolutely right there and he will be solid and he'll be steady
1: hmm
0: and you know he had I, I don't i don't think he he will pull off the win but i do think he will end up in the top five because i think many mistakes will be made
1: mm-hmm. i
0: think a lot of guys are going to go out for that big money and they're going to try to set a pace that maybe they even they can't hold and i think austin yeah. will be there to pick up the pieces
2: yeah i had austin as my fifth
0: oh so we only missed one all right
2: <laughs> yeah we just swapped that fourth but
0: and he's a mm-hmm. Timo effects guy. So we got to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, yeah, we had Ryan and Alvin. This one, yeah, we had everybody the same except DJ Fox and Anthony Conkle. Mm-hmm. Not bad. That. that means they're good picks or we're both morons. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I mean again, we've said this a few times, but there's so many names in there too that could be in the mix. We don't know them as well. Um, and Rylan Chadig's going, Sean Stevens Wales, a phenomenal runner as well. Another Canadian. So yeah. Things will be mixed up in there, I'm sure.
0: If this was a fifty K Spartan Ultra, my list would be very different. Again, mm-hmm. I would I would have Ryland Chaddick in that list. Yeah. You know, I would I would probably have Sean. if this was on a mountain would have Sean Stevens whale up in that yes I would Sean because this is I don't think he I think he needs the elevation to be more to be more of a contender Mm -hmm. um we didn't venture as much into the Europeans here uh like like Pavel Hardina and uh who else we got there Richard Hynek guys like that um Again, I just don't know that the eight-hour distance is for them. I don't know enough about their ultra background, but I think that in this familiarity is going to be very important.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so that's why I'm, I went with very, very established guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. every one of them has won WTM. Yeah. So
2: yeah, so they're familiar with the obstacles, the format, the distance.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And so that's and I think that's what it'll take. But um, if you want to watch it, uh, Obstacle Racing Media is doing some form of a live stream. I'm not exactly sure. I believe it starts at like 11:45 p.m. Our time.
2: Saturday night.
0: I Friday it. night. I think it's Saturday night. Okay. I have, to, I have to double check. But if you go to arm and look at their YouTube, you will find it there. And yeah, but it starts at like 11:45. That's pretty late. Especially if you're gonna watch eight hours of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other stuff this weekend too. Like there is the Spartan Jacksonville, the start of the of the US national series, um, which we imagine is gonna be a little undermanned due to some scheduling conflicts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, they obviously robbed some people for this. So we'll see how that goes and um I believe there will be a live stream for that as well by OCR Report. So if you want to watch that, that's good. Yeah. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an, an an interesting weekend. A lot of a lot of cool racing going on. Um yeah, I think that's it for me for that race. I I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be the most interesting race in a long time. I do mm-hmm. wish that there was more races where we could get this kind of talent together more often.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it shows though that if we were offering prize money at some of our North American Spartan races or even uh, tough mutters, we would get some more athletes out. So, yeah, it's to think about.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so Beth, why don't you wind us out?
2: Thanks so much for listening. And also, um, this will be out after we do our draw for our High Rocks free race giveaway as well. So thank you to everyone who participated and sent in those videos. It's been really fun watching them and all the best this weekend to everybody competing and to check out the link and show your support, give it a watch and let us know what your picks were for this race as well.
0: And also like I said, this will be after we've done the draw, but uh, stay tuned because you never know, there might be some more race codes to go there might be some discount codes stay tuned to us stay tuned to high rock ca Uh, check the instagram page and keep keep alive because we are going to make that event huge Mm -hmm. massive amazing race in toronto on october 5th all right take care everybody